crossroads of leadership and Christian living. I'm Dr. Stephen Smith, your host and fellow junior on this path that we're on to pursue a purposeful life. In each episode, we'll embark on a transformational journey that discusses the timeless principles of leadership that are grounded and firmly established in the wisdom of God's Word. So whether you're a seasoned leader seeking inspiration or someone navigating the challenges of everyday life, this broadcast will act as a compass for navigating the intricate dance between leadership excellence and a life that models the greatest leader, Jesus Christ. Join me and our guests as we unpack profound insights, share inspiring stories, and embark on a quest to lead with purpose in every aspect of our lives. This is more than a broadcast, it's a community committed to elevating Christian leadership while embracing the transformational power of the principles God has established. So let's dive in together and discover the extraordinary potential that emerges when Christian leadership and Christian living converge. So what we're going to do is continue our study on unbelief. My name is Dr. Stephen Smith, and I'm going to walk you through these processes that we've learned about how unbelief is sucking our dreams from our life. It's leaving us helpless and faint, unwilling, or worse yet, unable to go on. Not only does it suck our potential from us, but it also sucks us into the things that keep us from realizing our full potential. Unbelief sucks fear into our lives, making us believe that there's no hope for deliverance. Unbelief causes us to worry about things that are keeping us from our aspirations and God's purpose in our lives. Unbelief sucks us into the state of doubt that God is either unable or unwilling to help us in our personal time of need. Worst of all, unbelief sends us on goose chases that lead us to indecision in our lives and always wondering what we should be doing. I guess the best way to put it is that unbelief sucks. So what we want to do then is we want to take a look at how worry can actually affect our unbelief. But before we get started, I want to ask you four different questions to help us get set on where we want to go and what we want to do with this study. Now, the first question that I have for you is what does unbelief mean to you? Does it mean a complete lack of faith? Does it mean that you're completely up against a wall and you don't know what to do? Um, does unbelief mean that I just don't know where I'm going to go with the, the things that I know that God has for me? Is it a complete lack of faith? Does it inter, is it intermingled with our faith or does it steal things from our faith? And those are the questions, the types of questions that I want you to ask yourself. And in fact, you can download a copy in the notes down below or you can highlight these items and write them down. You can even pause them during the podcast or the broadcast and write these questions down. Because if you write them down, then you'll be able to identify what's, what the issue is and how we can better help you. The second question I want to ask you is, is, what is causing you to worry the most? Because we're looking at worry, there are certain things that worry will actually cause us to not be effective in our lives. You see, if we're worried about things, then usually that'll keep us from actually going out and doing the things that we know that we can do. It'll give us that pause, that temporary respite. It'll give us the, the things that, don't, that we don't want in our lives, things like fear and doubt and indecision. Those are all things that worry can cause in our lives. It's one of the worst forms of unbelief, and yet it hits us all the time, doesn't it? The third question that I want to ask you is, is what thoughts or actions can you take that would stop worry in your life? So obviously I'm going to give you a couple of suggestions. We want to look through the Word of God, but there may be things that you're doing right now that stops worry in its tracks. What are those things? I encourage you to write those things down. The fourth question that I want to ask you is, is what promises did God give you that you have complete confidence in? If I can identify what the promises are that God has given to me, then I know that I've got complete confidence that God's going to fulfill those needs for me. So what I want to do then is, is I want to take the time to really spend time in the Word of God to find those promises and know without a doubt that those things are going to happen. Because if I'm sure of God's promises, then I don't need to worry, right? I know that God's going to take care of all of those things. 
You see, unbelief is so, so prominent in our lives, it prevents us from getting into the rest that God wants for us. Now, there may be certain things that rest may mean to you. It may mean complete healing. It may mean a complete rest from all the worry that's out there, all the fear that's out there, all the doubt, all the indecision, all those things that are actually affecting our lives. But what we want to do is we want to identify what that rest is, where we want to get there, so we can get that worry out of our lives, especially in those areas. Hebrews 3.19 tells us that the children of, of Israel were unable to go into the promised land because of their unbelief. The, the verse tells us, so we see that because of their unbelief, they were unable to enter into his rest. Well, you see what happens is, is that we lose track of what's going on. And if I'm so worried about things that I can never completely focus on what I'm supposed to be doing so that I can get into the rest, or better yet, trusting God so much that I no longer worry about those things. Let's see what the Bible says about this and how we can actually affect this worry in our lives. So we see in Matthew 6, 27, Jesus on the Sermon on the Mount talks about how all of our worries can't add a single moment to our life. They can't, they can't add an inch to our life. They can't change a single gray hair back to brown. I mean, there's all kinds of different things that we can look at, but worry does us no good. And in fact, Jesus even said that here. So what we wanna do is we wanna ask ourselves, what is causing us that worry in our lives? Do you believe that God cares enough to take about, to care about you? You see, we can worry about these things, and if I know that he's given me, given me his promises, then shouldn't I be able to go back and fall back on those promises and not have to worry about those things? Well, you can see that worry is actually a state of mind, and I'm choosing to worry, or I can choose not to worry. It's going to be up to me, but it's a state of mind that I can actually change if I take a look at it and I think about it more clearly, specifically if I'm focusing on the promises that God himself has given to me. So we go on in Matthew 6.30 and it says, And if God cares so wonderfully for wildflowers that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, he will certainly care for you. Why do you have so little faith? You see, Jesus is pointing to their littleness of faith, and it's actually a lack of confidence. The word here in the Greek is logiopistos, which means it's a complete lack of confidence. So if I have faith, but I have a lack of confidence, which we talked about yesterday, I can see that it's important for me to be able to spend more time recognizing that I can have confidence in what God has in store for me. Here's a simple solution for us to be able to understand how this whole confidence works for us. I can have confidence in a lot of things. Let's say that uh, we want to turn on the lights in the room. And I say, hey, Benjamin Franklin, can you go over and turn on the lights? What's he going to do? He's going to light a candle, right? So what we want to do is we want to make sure that we take him over and we show him the light switch, we throw the light switch on and the lights come on. In fact, we've gotten so used to it, if we turn a light switch on, we expect lights to come on or some type of electrical response because of it. But because Benjamin Franklin doesn't have confidence of it, although he understands the principle of electricity, he doesn't understand what a light switch is and how it works until he gains the confidence in it. Well, it's the same thing with the way that God heals us. It's the same way that God provides for us. If we've never seen him do it or if we never recognize that that's what he's done for us, then we can't really have confidence in it. But the moment that he does do these things, now I can have confidence in those things. So if I have confidence in what God has in store for us, then I know that I don't have to worry about those things in my life. So we want to identify here, what is it that's causing worry in your life? Because if I can identify what those worries are, then I can cut it out and make sure that I can progress on to that next level. You know, we can even go into the Old Testament, and Solomon writes us this in Proverbs 12, 25. He tells us, 
Worry weighs a person down, and an encouraging word cheers a person up. So even though worry is a state of mind, it will adversely affect our body, causing stress-related diseases like diabetes, cancers, even heart attacks. So if I'm not worried, then that cortisol, which gets into my system, can actually adversely affect my life. But again, this is a choice. So I'm actually choosing to put these poisons into my life whenever I'm worrying. So worry, then, is a state of mind, and we should be able to change the way that we think. So how do we change the way that we think about the things that we're worried about? What are the things that you can do that you can set aside in your life that can actually help you to cut out worry within your life? Here's a good word for us. It's written to us by David. This is Psalms 55, 22, and it says, Give your burdens to the Lord, and he will take care of you. He will not permit the godly to slip and fall. The word for burdens here in Hebrew actually means a gift given to God. Isn't that special? You know, God wants to take your worries, he wants to take your burdens, he wants to take your cares from you, and he wants to put those onto him. He sees this as a gift that we can give to him. It may not seem like a gift from us, but if I'm giving these things to the Lord, then isn't he absolutely going to take really good care of me? So what, is the, what are the gifts that you can give to God? If you see these burdens, these difficulties as a gift, how can you take these and present them to God and say, Lord, Take care of these worries for me. You have to identify what you're worried about so that you can hand those off to God and allow Him to take care of them. That's ultimately passing all trust on to Him anyway, isn't it? So going back to Matthew chapter 6 in the Sermon on the Mount, we can see that Jesus says, But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. You see, what Jesus is doing here is He's telling us how to get rid of worry within our lives. This is a common verse that a lot of us will take a look at but it's in conjunction to how are we worrying. So if the Bible says that we're always concerned about these things, if we're looking for solutions to these things, and we don't know what that solution is, we have a tendency to worry. But if I hand all of those solutions over to God and I seek first His kingdom, and if that's the prominent thing in my mind, then what's gonna happen is, is that I'm gonna understand just a little bit more and I'm gonna be able to accomplish all these things that I know that God wants for me. So what is in your life that you believe that you can put out of your mind and put into God's hands and free up 100% of your efforts to focus completely on God? So in other words, what can you give up worrying about and give it to God? You want to identify these things and hopefully it's on a list that we've already made to this point. You know, Peter goes on in 1 Peter 5, 6, and 7 and he tells us, So humble yourselves under the mighty power of God and at the right time He will lift you up in honor. Give all of your worries and all of your care to God, for he cares for you. Now this is Peter. Peter who had the faith to walk on water. This is Peter who had the faith to, whose shadow healed everybody else. This is also the same Peter that sunk while he was walking on the water. This is also the same Peter that denied Jesus three times. So we see that Peter was faced with these human frailties that he had to face, and these were the worries and the cares of life that he had, and he learned this lesson in a valuable way, and he said, look, give all of them to God because he cares for us. So Peter's suggestions for a worry-free life is to simply humble yourself under God's mighty power, giving all of your worries and all of your cares to him. So what are, some of, what are three ways that you can humble yourself? I encourage you to look for three different ways that you can humble yourself under God, humble yourself under the power of God, humble yourself amongst the mighty around you. Humble yourself to the point of saying, you know what, I don't have to be the smartest person in the room. I don't need to worry about these things. Today's worries are enough. I don't need to worry about tomorrow's as well. So what we want to do then is we want to take these three things 
and see if there's a way that we can just cast these things onto God and allow Him to take care of those things in our life. So here's a little bit of a workshop. You can download again these down in the notes. You can even pause the podcast and talk a little bit about them. But these four steps that we can take will all help us to get rid of worry in our lives. Now, first what we want to do is we want to go to Ecclesiastes 11.10. It says, so refuse to worry and keep your body healthy. This tells us that I can take all these worries, set them aside. I'm not going to produce the cortisol in my life. I'm not going to worry about the things that I know I don't have any control of anyway. Why am I going to put diabetes on myself? Why am I going to put heart failure on myself? I'm simply going to do what the Word of God tells me to do. I know that I can succeed there. So based on those things, this is what we want to do. We want to take these four elements within this exercise and see if we can do this in a much better way. Now, the first thing that we want to do is we want to list the things that we're worried about in this life. You can take a look at some of the lists that we made earlier as we were going through this study, but list all those things that you're concerned about in your life. What do you want to change? What is it that you're so concerned about that you can't think about anything else? Write those things down. The next thing that I want you to do is I want you to, next to those worries that you wrote down, I want you to write down why you're worried about it. What's the reason? Is it because there isn't enough money? Is it because you just don't think that they're going to come to pass? Is it because they seem impossible to happen? What is the problem with each of those worries? If you can identify what the problem is, now you can attack it. Now, our third step, what we want to do is we want to write out a prayer that helps us to cast these cares upon God, who sees them as a gift from us. So if we read through James 4, 6 through 12, it'll give us an idea of a really good prayer on how we can cast our worries onto God and not worry about these things. But take a look at that. See if you can't write a prayer that can help you get past these worries in your life. Now, the fourth thing that we want to do is we want to write out what our life would look like if we didn't have to worry about these things, especially those things that we listed on our piece of paper here in front of us. So what is it that your life would look like if you lived a worry-free life? So I want to thank you for joining us today. I know that this was an important study in unbelief and how we can take and remove worry from our own lives. But you know, you can take this opportunity, you can change the way that you look at things, and you can really make a difference, not only in your life, but in the lives of others. Why not be that miracle going someplace to happen? I want to thank you for joining us today. Our journey together facilitated to look through the lens of our Christian faith. Together we discovered a special word from God that we believe will grant our spiritual needs if we let them. So we encourage you to add this broadcast to your subscription, share it with others whose lives will also be transformed. Let's build a community of fellow believers dedicated to following the footsteps of our servant-hearted Savior, Jesus Christ. Thank you for being a part of this broadcast, and until our next episode, go forth in the challenges that you face equipped with the love and grace of Jesus Christ. Blessings to you on your transformational journey. I hope to see you there.